everybody to the Turf Monsters Podcast, episode 9. It's going to be Oklahoma State versus Kansas State, week 4 matchup. Chris Becker, Dean Rule, Sadiq Tuma. Going to break down this matchup and what it presents for Oklahoma State and, you know, it's OSU's, well, should be OSU's second real test. It's going to be OSU's fourth real test, um, <laughs> as, we, as we've learned. Um, we'll start with Deuce Vaughn on Kansas State. Kind of a dark horse Heisman guy, you know, coming into the year. He's lived up to the hype, you know. Short, you know, kind of undersized, but he's quick and he's got he's got five touchdowns early in the season. Um, just two away from his rushing total mark last season. Sadiq, what does what does Deuce Vaughn Vaughn bring to this table? <laughs> no, I mean Deuce Vaughn is underrated, right? That's the number one word. He is one of the best r- running backs in the nation because he's five six, one hundred seventy two pounds, and because he plays for Kansas State nationally, you don't see that sort of recognition. But he is that sort of player. He is that guy. But <laughs> he he is yeah, he's fast, he's explosive, he's got elite elusiveness in the open field. But he's a powerful guy. He's got strong legs, and you you would think it right five 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 six. 172. This guy is just a scat back. He's not. He can run between the tackles. He's got good uh, patience. He is explosive, and he's he's really the motor of this run game. Dean? Yeah, you know, I agree with what Sadiq said there. I think he's got that power, even though he does not have that size of your typical running back who can power through um, the line. And, I mean, he's got the stats to back it up so far this year. I think he's rushing around 370 yards on the season. Uh like Chris said, five touchdowns. One of those was, I think, a four-touchdown game he had. Um, he had a three-touchdown game against Southern Illinois. Three-touchdown game against Southern Illinois, and he was rushing for about six-point-something yards per carry there. You know, he is uh, – I, I think he's the most consistent contributor on that Kansas State team, and I think he is going to be if, – if I'm Mike Gundy, that's the game plan is centered around mm-hmm. containing Deuce Vaughn because if you don't, then not only is he going to make you pay, he's going to be explosive while he does it. Right, Deuce Vaughn, you know, Dean, Dean said it all, 62 attempts, 371 yards, six six yards per carry, and five touchdowns. And, um, touchdown in each of his games, including the three-touchdown game against the Salukis of Southern Illinois. You know, Deuce Vaughn got, you, you mentioned it, Sadiq, quickness, strength, he's got it all, and such a small package. Mm-hmm. You know, OSU's going to be good. lucky, though. They they have the linebacking core to kind of help contain him, and the D-line to help contain right. him. Um and it's going to be tough. OSU's been pretty good against their run this year, uh, all considering they were really good against Boise State after that first couple drives. And um, but oh, they kind of Kansas State brings something to the table that a lot, not a lot of teams do, and that's really good special teams. And you know, he Deuce Vaughn might be on kickoffs. I'm not, I haven't watched Kansas State kickoff games, but I know Philip Brooks going to be back there for punt returns. And Kansas State's you know they're, they've they've won some games with some with some punt returns. And um, OSU's I think they've scored a special team touchdown in the last three meetings against OSU. Uh, something like that, and you know Deuce Vaughn and the, the weapons on the offensive line, uh, offensive front can really kind of power this Kansas State team through. And this is a test that OSU is going to have to watch out for. And he's got a pretty si- uh, solid backup in Cho Irvin, mm-hmm. redshirt sophomore. This guy is like you look at him, and he looks kind of like Deuce Vaughn. He's not that small, but he is explosive. He's got amazing acceleration and speed in the open field. But still, he can run through the tackles as well. And that's those are two guys that kind of run this run game. But it really starts with that offensive mm-hmm. line. They are a really good run blocking unit not as a fast blocking unit that's where they struggle but they are built to uh, power run game and then they build off that with the zone reads and the read options when Will Howard will tuck it but that's kind of the um, how this offense will work they're going to pound you and keep pounding they're going to rush it so much more than they pass it and that's where you start stop them right the linebackers the defensive line get penetration and um, stop this Kansas State Right, and you mentioned Sadiq they're going to rush more than they pass kind of what Kansas State's offense all year has been what well under Will Howard at least and kind of under Scott Clausen was also in the first game, 
has been what OSU was against Boise State. Mm-hmm. Bunch of bunch, a whole bunch of run and a pass every now and then when they when they need to. But um, you know, Will Howard's going to start for Kansas State. Skylar Thompson's done for a while, if not the year, because of a knee injury, un- unfortunately. Um, but in the season, Kansas State has 128 rushes. 48 passes. That's you know, that's a pretty big disparity oh, there. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, they, they're a team that, if, if they have their way, they're only going to be passing it 20, less than 20 times. I think, what was it, Will Howard threw what, 22 times last year mm-hmm. against OSU? Something like that. Yeah, and he ran it a lot more. It's not like he wasn't touching the football, mm-hmm. but that's that's the way they run it, right? They're going to power run you. They're going to soak you in. And then Will Howard is great on the zone reads. He makes amazing reads, uh, makes decisive reads. And he's a physical, fast runner who gets out in open field. He can get down uh, downhill a little bit outside and get down the field and, you know, pile up a lot of yards and then that puts a lot of pressure on you. And then every so often you're going to see them scheme that up and, you know, pass over you. That's how this offense runs, and that's where you stop them. Right, and you mentioned the low pass numbers. They, uh, against Southern Illinois, his first game, which is when the game there, Skylar Thompson got hurt midway through. He only threw 17 times. Uh, he went 8 of 17. Then this last week against Nevada, he only threw it 10 times. Right. But when he does throw it, he's, he's you know, pretty consistent. He's uh, 7 of 10 last week, uh, 8 of 17 against Southern Illinois, a game that Kansas State almost lost. Right. Um, and they don't pass a lot. And that's something that kind of helps it, I think, gives the advantage to OSU is mm-hmm. their rushing defense is so good that I think Kansas State's going to have to pass to win this game. And I think OSU, OSU's pass defense is really good too. Dean, anything, Dean? I mean, yeah, you know, I agree when you when you look at it. It's it's really going to come down to uh, the Kansas State pass offense versus the OSU pass defense. That That's where this game is going to be won on Saturday. Um, you know, when you have such an experienced secondary like OSU does and linebackers that can drop back, you know, compared with uh, Kansas State not really putting an emphasis on the pass, more on the rush, I think, you know, this is the deciding factor. And they, they've got that tight end. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. <laughs> Daniel uh, Imatorbibi. Baby, baby, yeah, close enough. Close enough. You know, uh, I I think he's going to be you know an important part of if Kansas State succeeds or fails in that uh, category. He's got a fun tight end stat line: uh, three catches on the year, 106 yards, averaging 35.3 yards a catch for a tight end. He also had the touchdown. Yeah, I mean the one play what was it? I think 63 yards last game. Um, that was one of the things where it was it was in the first drive. Will Howard they ran a few times. Then Will Howard tucked it off the play action and. Daniel was wide open down the seam with just a blown coverage, but those are the type of things that Kansas State's going to look to do, right? They're going to they're going to run, they're going to soak in the safeties for just half a second and mm-hmm. look to take those shots there. But yeah, when they drop back to pass, you like you talked about, Chris, the, most of their things are it's on RPOs, a short passing mm-hmm. game, the quick passes. You're going to see the ball get out of Will Howard's mm-hmm. hands quickly because this offensive line is not meant to block. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'll say it now before it, before it even happens in the game, their fullback Jack Jack Jacks Deneen. You know, much easier name to pronounce than D.I. Um, you know, OSU, Kansas State had a fullback last year. I don't remember his name, but he killed OSU. He had a, a career day, I think 50-something plus receiving yards, and just kind of, I think maybe a touchdown. And then I'm just going to call it Jackson Eden will probably see a pretty a, probably a career day against OSU. Um, they, they always seem to use their fullback against Oklahoma State. And, you know, if 
He's only got one catch for three yards and one rush for two, but I expect him to be pretty pretty used, you know, quite often. Because if you look back against OSU and K State games, those fullbacks are play a pretty big role for K State's offense any game. But yeah, and they, they use them mostly in blocking. In that game, it was when they were stretching them horizontally, found some guys open, missed tackles, mm-hmm. especially in the first half, and that's why a lot of that came down to that. But yeah, their wide receivers have been disappointing the past two years. Essentially, they're, that's not yeah. one of their strong suits. Uh, on their team, obviously, they have some guys, but for the most part, I mean, Deuce Vaughn is their yeah, leading once, receiver last year. Yeah, once you get past, I think, wasn't last year, didn't Malik Knowles and Phillip Brooks both get hurt? Some, I, think, I think so. I think I know Malik Knowles got hurt. I don't know about yeah. Phillip Brooks, but right now, you, you look at Phillip Brooks, Malik Knowles, you know, they're both really good players. Phillip Brooks, especially in the special teams game, but Malik Knowles is really, really good uh, pass catching, too, but they just don't use him a lot, so it's not something that you're going to have to, you're going to have to man on him and, you know, cover them tightly right, if they get open them, yep. yeah if they're, they're gonna get open they're gonna use them but you know after those two guys and then uh d i'm just gonna call him di for for you know i'm not gonna pronounce his last name either but um you get past those three guys and kind of it's deuce vaughn's next and then you got a kind of an open spot for that fourth guy or fifth guy i guess and yeah, there's not a lot high volume. Yeah, there's not. A, yeah, they, but they it, don't pass it off. Yeah, so. and it starts with their O line. Right? Obviously, that's the scheme. But also, if you see them drop back five step, uh, seven step drops mm-hmm. with Will Howard, they crumble quickly because that's they're all meant to be, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. road grazers who are gonna um, maul people. They're gonna block mm-hmm. really well. They're gonna pull on those, but they're not really strong in that, and that's not their strong suit. So you get them in third and long, and that's where OSU can flourish as they do normally, but especially against this O line. It's kind of fun, you know. I, I like the I like this style of football a lot. Yeah, sure. I yeah. like the smash mouth, mm-hmm. run the ball. I mean, the ideal football score at the end of the day is twenty-four to seventeen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good score. It's a, it's a go-to score when you're picking games too. It's always always kind of throw it out there. Twenty-four seventeen. It's a fair it's a fair game. A couple field goals, a couple touchdowns. A couple field goals, a couple touchdowns, and never blow up. Mm-hmm. Nice little nice little touchdown margin of victory. This is the best kind of game, and that's what I expect for OSU. You know, that's mm-hmm. the point I'm trying to make. I think the. I, I, I mean, not to get too far ahead in the, of our topics we're talking about, but I, I expect OSU to come back out rushing, Kansas State rushing, right. a lot of run the ball, block, take some hits, and it's going to be a close one. Yeah. Okay, and moving on, you know, we're going to talk about close games. A big part of that is the defense. Something Kansas State, OSU, we all we all know OSU brings, you know, really good, talented defense, probably one of the top in the nation. And... You know, Kansas State, they're right up with them in both major categories, pass yards a lot and rush yards a lot. They're better than Oklahoma State, uh, statistically. Um, neither team's allowing 100 yards per uh, rushing game uh, this season, you know, per, or per, per game. Um, both teams allow, averaging around 230 yards passing allowed per game. You know, they're some pretty good teams defensively, and I think that's going to what really going to carry this game to a close game. And at the end of the day, it's probably what, what defense can get that final stop. Kansas is uh, obviously three and zero, but they're convincing three and zero. And I think the biggest reason is their defense. They have you know they have playmakers at all three levels, right? Linebacker, their safety. Even though they lost a few guys on the D line with Drew Wiley and Wyatt Huber, who was all Big Twelve, um, he was obviously their you know their, one of their best players on defense. And even losing him, you thought, okay, how are they going to place it? How are they going to do it? And now they lost Khalid Duke for the season, who's their other defensive mm-hmm. end who played well, who broke out last year. But this guy Felix on DK. Uzama, he has been awesome. He's been he's had I think three sacks, three tackles for loss. He's been great. Timmy Horn, the grad transfer, Eli Huggins. Um, they they usually play at three three five with the three man front, and those guys get. I think it all starts with their D line. It they get such good penetration in the run game that those linebackers, especially um, Daniel Green, their middle linebacker, he soaks in. He shoots gaps really well. But it's the D line that it, like you always say, right? When you stop 
when you stop a good rushing attack, it always is going to start with your D-line and starting up front in the trenches. And this D-line gets a lot of penetration in the run game, and they let their playmakers, even you know a safety like Jerron McPherson, who's great, get there and make tackles. And those linemen sometimes make tackles themselves. And then as pass rushers, too, they, they push guys back, bull rushes, speed rushes, whatever, and they get to after the quarterback, and I think that's been the biggest thing for Kansas State. Yeah, Jalen Pickle. Uh, right. Yeah, junior even he, D tackle, 6'4", 3'02". Uh, he even had an interception on the air, so you know they got D line men who, you know, as Sadiq said, who are playmakers. Yeah, you know, I mean, I agree. You know, Sadiq always just kind of hammers the point home. You know, there's not much more to add. You know, but I I agree with what he's been saying. You know, this is gonna come down to. I, I, I this is gonna be a defensive game. You know. Yeah, only uh, both teams have only allowed uh, more than twenty points once, uh, or more, yeah, more than twenty points once uh, this season. And Oklahoma State's 23 points in Tulsa. Well, then all them, the offense gave up seven. So technically, sure. OSU was not giving up a seven point, uh, 20 point game yet, or more than 20 points. Um, K State also seven, 23, 17 allowed, averaging about 15.7 points per game. OSU giving up to 19.7. So both these defenses are really, really talented, and sure. every point mattered. And that's something that's kind of been not as much as Kansas State because their offense has been scoring really good, 24, 31, 38. But for OSU this season every point has mattered because they've only been scoring a couple more points than their opponent has so you know every point's gonna matter i know that's kind of a cliche to say in, in you know any sport that every point matters of course it does but in this game in particular every point matters because of how good these defenses are and any small mistake an offense makes uh, that defense is gonna pick up on it either either side yeah and last year it was a couple of those um turnovers right mm-hmm. was it jason taylor on the Fumble return touchdown, uh, or yeah. Israel Antoine forcing it, something like that. Yeah. And obviously, there's yeah, a kickoff yeah. return touchdown. JT, yeah, right. JT was the one who recovered it. I know, yeah. I know he recovered it and ran mm-hmm. all the way back. I'm not, I don't remember who forced, yeah. forced it. I think it was Israel Antoine. But either way, it, w- it was a couple of those plays, but also they played better in the second half. But yeah, it was a close game, and it was really a grueling game, especially mm-hmm. early on with how the O line was blocking for Spencer Sanders. But I think, obviously, I don't expect the same rushing attack from last week to be that imbalanced for OSC, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you can be run heavy if you want, but to have it that much, especially if the receivers come back healthier um, and you have more options, but you don't usually want to run that ball that much. Yeah, Sadiq so mentioned it that last year's game, final was 20-18, two-point two OSU win, um, and I think Kansas State before that had won the last three meetings, or two of the last three or something like that. So Kansas State's had some recent success against Oklahoma State, and I think a lot of it's because of that old-school football they play, but now OSU's kind of <laughs> had a formula into that old-school off, uh, offense. Yeah, they had to adapt because because of a uh, you know necessity and you know we were joking before this you know Tanner McAllister Dean was joking before this Tanner McAllister is really good at the X position you know that's a joke but he might have to play that if one more guy goes down so uh, I don't OSU trouble two walk ons to Boise State at receiver so mm-hmm. th- yeah, that just shows how thin that group is right now and I think they expect some guys back this week but even still you know even still those that position group is really really thin right now and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to catch a pass here and there but. Right. It, at this point, you don't even know who's going to catch that pass. It could be anybody. Yeah, but they do have, and this is a good secondary for Kansas State as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sadiq, I'm going to pose the question. What does OSU have to do to win this game? I think it'll start with their uh, defensive line. If you stop this Kansas State run game, that, that stops everything. Mm-hmm. Because the other defense is going to play well, obviously, and they're going to pump back sometimes. But it's not just stopping Kansas State's offense. It's neutralizing their run game. Because once you do that, you force them to long situations. You can get the pass rush going. Their, their, pass, their pass blocking is not very good. And then you you know push them down that way. And then you f- help your offense get better field position and turnovers and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Dean? We haven't really seen it yet this year. So I'm going to say 
for OSU to win this game, Alex Hale is going to have a career day. You know, if you get down in the red zone, it's not going to be guaranteed you're scoring that touchdown. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to go for both teams. Yeah, yeah, Alex Hale and Tayton Winkle. Tayton Winkle. He's not as good as uh, Jose Paisano from Missouri State, <laughs> I can already tell you that. But um, I, I think this is going to be, I think ki- the not so, I mean, special teams is going to be important, but I think more important than that is going to be the kicking game. You know, I, I, I want to see Alex Hale, you know, maybe have to, Gundy have to make some tough decisions and put Alex Hale out there to try to hit, you know, a 45-plus yard field goal. Mm-hmm. And like you said last year, it was a 20 to 18-point game. That could be yep. the difference. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go offensive line for OSU. Uh, their reason, or their what they have to do to win this game. They have to block as well as they did against Boise State. Um, those first two games, very up and down. Running blocking in the first game, atrocious. Pass blocking, really good. I know I've said this. I think every podcast, mm-hmm. <laughs> pass blocking, really bad. Right. Or pass blocking, really good. Run blocking, really bad. Week two, run blocking a little better, still bad. And pass blocking took a very large step down. Um, week three, run blocking and pass blocking were both really good. Um, if, and that, I think, has a lot to do with, Coach Gundy said it, this is the ideal starting five that they have out there right now. Right. And they're finally yeah. healthy. And if they can go out there and have another game under their belt, we saw it last year when this when this group finally got healthy last year, how good they could be together. And so I think if they can stay healthy and stay together, that this group could be really good. And I think that's what's going to propel this OSU offense to finally maybe take that step forward of something that they're missing and kind of click and get going. Yeah, I, I, I like to, obviously, like I said, bringing back Hunter Woodard, um, was obviously key when he was out to begin the year. I, it was a little bit eerie for me because I saw, thought that okay, that might hurt a little bit. Obviously, you had experience, right? But still, you—he's a very quality player. That was you showed it last year, and also I think Cole Birmingham's found a good spot in the left tackle area. He's—he's made—he's really done well. Obviously, his first game he had a little bit of struggles when he started, but I think last game he played a lot better. And yeah, as a whole, when you have continuity, that's that's really where things start to click. Right, and you said that D-line uh, area, Sadiq. Uh, mm-hmm. I just want to touch on that just a second. You know, Malcolm Rodriguez only had eight tackles last week, a little dip down in that average. This game, when there's a, such a heavy run game, is going to help that average go back up, maybe get a couple more tackles and get back, get back on that pace of, you know, having either an OSU record-breaking year or maybe even an NCAA record-breaking year because that man likes some tackles. <laughs> uh, so, anything you can, good? good? Yeah. All right, let's go final score predictions real quick. Sadiq, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, OSU, <laughs> I can, you know, I'll give you a current line real quick. Uh, OSU is favored by. One second, gotta find it. They are favored by. I think it was seven and a half at one point. I think right. Mm-hmm. Which is first off is wild. Um, but yeah, I think it's six and a half right now. Okay. Yeah, oh, right at six. I'll go twenty seventeen OSU. Okay. Dean, I'm trying to think of the most disgusting <laughs> final score I can come up with. Um, I'm gonna go. That 18 is a pretty nasty number. I'm going to go 18 to 25. <laughs> That's a little disgusting. OSU. Really disgusting. I'm, I'm going I'm going to go 20 to 13 OSU. No, 20, 2016 OSU. 2016 OSU. Gonna go, oh, K-State's going to score two less points than they did last week. One, you know, I'm going to miss a layoff last again. Right. 20, 20 to 16. Well, that's all we have for you guys today. Whoa, 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 okay. whoa, okay. Chris. No, okay. where's MVP picks? Okay, if you want to do it, who's your MVP of the game? We're predicting MVP? Oh, yeah, who, who's your player? Or I guess we'll do player to watch because that's player more. to watch. And Chris, this is real simple. <laughs> He's going to say some idiot. <laughs> this is really simple. For always you, the player to watch has got to be Jason Taylor. 
Okay, that was, that was a good. That was a good answer. That was a good answer. I was expecting something else from you. Uh, for OSU or Kansas State? Either one in the game. I'll go with Kansas State. Timmy Horn, defensive tackle. Obviously, most people are not going to be watching a defensive tackle. Number ninety-eight. Not a big fan. Right. Of the, not a big fan of Jaden Pickle. He comes off the bench. Well, he rotates in. and He does play snaps, and he is an important part of it. But I, I do like Timmy Horn a lot. He's come in. He's replaced what Drew Duwale does, and he just pushes guys around. He gobbles up double teams, and I think he'll have an impact. Now, mine is going to be difficult, okay? Because we don't know who's going to be out there for receiver. <laughs> but I'm going to go Rashad Owens. You know, he really stepped up last week. Um, he's now played all three positions on the wide receiver core, which Mike Gunny said is not fair to him. You know, it's kind of tough to get into one. And, but he's back at that... He, the, last week he was back at the Z position, which is where he was all last year as a backup. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if Tay Martin's back, then he'll obviously move again. But he'll still see snaps because right. of the lack of depth of the, that position anyway. So... Um, I think Rashad Owens is a guy to got to watch. Two catches, both on critical third downs, and he's he's, show, he's shown some glimpses of the talent even yeah. in the spring game last year and this year. So I think he's a guy to watch, and he could be key to this victory for OSU. Yeah, I agree. I like him. I think he's been a crucial veteran, Starting kind of like Lando Wolf used to do, right? Mm-hmm. Just used to be there as a you know, steady presence. And Rashad Owens kind of been like that through three games. Obviously, small sample size, but he's given you that sort of presence. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because technically he's still a freshman because of last year's COVID year. So right. And he's technically a sophomore, but listed as kind of a freshman. But now, now are you good? I'm good. All right. You, are you good? All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Episode 9 of the Turf Monsters podcast. Chris Becker, Sadiq Tuma, and Dean Rule. We'll see you guys next week.